and welcome to Kawush, the Stargate podcast. I'm Teresa. And I'm Marcus. And today we are discussing episode 603, Descent. And the summary is as follows. <clears throat> SG-1 investigates an abandoned gold ship orbiting Earth. While they try to salvage the ship, saboteurs attack and the vessel plummets to Earth, deep into the ocean, with O'Neill and his crew trapped inside. Dot, 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 and time running out. Ah, oh, I mean, that was actually a pretty good summary of what happens. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's basically, yeah. basically the episode. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> good job, summary person. Yes. Um, all right. We have had, like, a hiatus of a year. Uh, not that anyone who listens to this will notice, because we haven't put up the episodes yet. So, um, well, yeah. still. We need to explain why we maybe don't remember things like what the pyramid ships are called and things like that. Yep, yep. And <laughs> we are also recording on Skype since uh, we live in completely different cities nowadays. So if the quality of the sound is different, uh, we apologize. But there's not really much we can do about that. No. Uh, hopefully this will work. Yes. Um, yeah. So this is the episode where... Uh, uh, I have renamed it The Hazing of Jonas Quinn. Uh, <laughs> that. Yeah, I mean, that wasn't in the summary, and I think feel like that's a, a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. And he's so cute, and he's just trying to, you know, be part of the team. Yeah. And no one's really, like, saying, hi, welcome to the team. No. <laughs> no. But yeah, what like um, do you have any first impressions of the episode? Anything major? Uh huh, major. <laughs> I would have liked a better or more in-depth explanation to the saboteurs, to the or the the is that what they call them? Yeah. Yeah. What were they even doing there? Yeah, I don't know. They were just random Jaffa, and we got the explanation that, like, oh, they were probably in this part of the ship that was cut off, and they were in Kelno Reem, so we couldn't see them on the on the scans. But they were just there, and yeah, because yeah. okay, so Anubis downloads Thor into the computer. Yeah, Thor well, starts wrecking the the system. computer systems. Yeah, uh, Anubis goes, uh, we have to abandon ship because I can't." get the ship back. Yeah. Um, why does he decide to leave three Jafar on it? Does he know that it's going to Earth? Can he like figure that out? And they're like, and he's like, oh, but this virus is trying to bring this mothership. Is that what it's called? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, to Earth. And therefore, we will try to assassinate them when they get on board. How would yeah. he know? Is he just ready to sacrifice some Jafar on the off chance that maybe some Earthlings will be on it in the future? <laughs> I mean, it is Anubis. Yeah. So, and he does know things, but I don't know. I I think we were maybe meant to, to believe that they got trapped there and no one bothered or could get them out. And Anubis just left them behind because, eh, collateral damage. Huh. And then they were like, oh, there are humans on board. Let's kill them and then steal their ship and get out of here. Yeah. Uh, that makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. I'll buy that. Cool. 
Yeah, yeah. but that was my my big uh, my big thing with this one. Mm-hmm. What about you? My big thing was that I found it interesting that we didn't get to see the ship crash into the ocean and we didn't get to see it blow up. Yeah. Which I think is because they spent all of their special effects budget on filling rooms with water. And that's fair. Uh, yeah. But still, <laughs> it was interesting. Like, there was like, oh, we're going to crash. Now we're on the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Ooh. How yeah, it was survive? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it was a bit interesting, and I, I kind of like that they did something a bit different, because, I mean, we've seen crashing ships before, and we've seen exploding ships, yeah. and seeing the water was kind of fun, although the crashing did catch me a bit, I, I don't know, my brain didn't quite understand at first that, oh, they have crashed now. No, it was like, oh no, we're gonna crash, and Jonas and Tilk are on the little transport shippy thing that I don't remember the name of either. Um <laughs> And then, boom, they're uh, talking to Hammond uh, on Earth. And he's like, yeah, the ship went down at 8.00 this morning. Because yep. they were talking about there being, like, a tidal wave because the ship hit the ocean. And right. And they never mentioned that again. I'm like, did the tidal wave not hit land? Which would be strange. Or did no one get hurt? And therefore, it's not worth mentioning? Or what is going on here? Yeah. Yeah. But I think this was before people in general knew really what tidal waves were. Yeah. Because this was before the 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 one in Thailand in 06. Do, do Americans care about that? I, I is that a thing that they know about? I don't know. That's true. But I I feel like that was a big thing where everyone started talking about it. But maybe that was just in Sweden. Yeah. Maybe were... Americans don't really care about Thailand. No. I don't know. There were a lot of Swedes on vacation, and therefore we know about it. Yeah, uh, a lot of Swedes died. Because uh, yeah. I mean, there are probably other places where there are tidal waves that we don't know about because there weren't any Swedes there. Yes, yeah. yeah, that is that is true. But anyway, yeah. tsunamis and fun. Um, yes, <laughs> <laughs> it was not worth mentioning. Probably no one died, and that's hopefully. Fine. All right, yeah. Uh, my first note is uh, Jonas is very enthusiastic about being in space, and that was super cute. I really like Jonas. Yeah, my first note is Jonas is adorable, so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just every scene with him and Teal'c uh, yeah. is amazing. And he, like, takes out his little banana from his vest <laughs> and goes, like, I'm going to eat this banana because I'm bored. And then he's like, but why aren't we on the ship? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is an alien conspiracy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Teal'c's stone face. Yeah. I wonder if Christopher Judge has like a hard time keeping that stone face or if it's just really easy for him because he's such a laughing person normally. Yeah. If you look at the behind the scenes, he's such a, yeah. Yeah. He's, a, he's a goof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, him him and Teal'c are like the complete opposites of each other. Yeah. And it's gotta be kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just wondering if he often like cracks. Like if Jonas takes out his little banana, does Christopher Judge go like <laughs> <laughs> Maybe? Yeah. There aren't any bloopers. No. I wanna see bloopers. That is a tragedy. Yeah. Like, bloopers. Mm-hmm. It's probably pre-DVD extras. Yeah. Yeah. 
Before they figured out that that's what the people want. Exactly. Bloopers <laughs> and deleted scenes. Yes. What did you think of O'Neill's personality in this episode? He was very bitter in this episode. Yeah. Like, both towards Jonas and towards Jacob. Like, don't get my favorite planet blown up. Yeah, which is your favorite planet? Right? That was just weird. I'm called for. Yeah. Has he ever been like, I'm going to abandon Earth because I'm an alien now? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I mean... Because I know that Jack has had previously as well a few like, oh, you're more loyal to the Toka than us because you didn't tell us this thing that the Toka didn't want us to know. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It just felt weird in this, especially since it was just that and then there was nothing more about that. Yeah. I feel like we should have a feature on each episode of like the many personalities of Jack O'Neill because... yeah. He's whatever the plot needs him to be sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the like undertitle of our entire podcast. Or <laughs> the many personalities of Jack O'Neill. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because today he was very like bitter and unreasonable. And also like, yay, let's take this mothership uh, consequences be damned. Yeah. Which feels like that's just a thing that he did. Because they wanted them to stay on the ship. Yeah. I didn't particularly like him in the first half. <laughs> no. No, he got a lot more jokey in the second half. Like, after they almost drowned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> almost certain death will do that to him. Yeah. Okay. And I respect that. That's <laughs> at least somewhat consistent in his personality. Yeah. Yeah, and I also... Oh, yeah. I said this to you when we were watching it, but, like... Why has Jonas not gotten any training about like following orders or working in a military setting or anything like that? Yeah. Like O'Neill is like, you have to follow my orders because we're on a mission. And Jonas is like, (laughs) (laughs) and I mean, it makes sense because O'Neill is being pretty unreasonable, but um, I just feel like the military would want their people especially like in sg1 they're taught to be like okay following orders at least yeah and i felt like it made jonas seem a bit childish like no i don't want to be here i want to be there yeah yeah definitely like i was on his side but he didn't he didn't appear reasonable like if i was in that situation and the team commander told me okay you get to stay here i would maybe be like I wanted to go on the ship, but I wouldn't be like, no, I'm going! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. But, yeah, Jonas, I, I think, like you said, he didn't get any training. He was just put on this team and expected to know what was going on and which clothes to wear and everything. <laughs> <laughs> that episode hasn't been yet, right? With the Yeah, I think it has. Oh? I feel like I've seen it relatively recently. Like, you know, a year ago or so makes sense that it would be before this episode but still i'm also like speaking of of not following orders Mm -hmm. because jonas has an excuse in that he is very new and they haven't trained him properly but that scientist that did not follow (laughs) orders and got killed because of it what's his excuse he was mr plot device yeah i don't know like he said he just wanted to look at the thing because it was interesting and 
and Jack got pissy about that, which fine, they were there to do a job and it wasn't to look at cool things, but yeah. why would he then not go and see if he could help Jacob with stuff? He would instead go and look at the cool thing! Yeah. <sighs> That's the thing that scientists often do in this show. I feel like sci- it, there's a thing that scientists and military just don't get along because the scientists want to look at the cool things and the military want to keep everyone safe. Yeah, theory. and it's always like military is in the right. Yeah. Like, not super like, okay, Daniel could be in the right. We as the audience could feel like, okay, Daniel is in the right in this one. Yeah. But mostly it was Daniel is unreasonable and want to do the cool thing instead of being safe. Yeah. Saving Earth because, yeah. Yeah. Is this show military propaganda, Marcus? Ah. <sighs> <sighs> It could be. <laughs> One thing I really did like in this was um, Sam's. Um, well, actually, because she had she had two of those. The the who and Jack said it's whom, and Sam said actually, sir, it's more like a what. <laughs> and then with the with the water temperature, when he says that next time let let's crash in the tropics. And while they're drowning, she's just like, actually, that wouldn't make a difference at all. Oh, she doesn't know it all. I love her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I noticed that one too when they were drowning. And I was like, Sam, do you really need to correct him right now? You're about to die. Yeah, I just, I just had to write down that I like Sam's mansplaining with air quotes. You can't see them, but I have them. Yeah. Like, this is not relevant right now. You just want to correct him. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, uh, a thing that I thought about was that I understand that Sam calls Jacob dad. Yeah. And O'Neill calls Jacob Jacob, which is a little iffy, but still, sure. Colonel Davis, or whatever his title is. What's his rank? His Major Davis. Major Davis. He calls Jacob Jacob. And I'm like, Jacob is a general. Shouldn't he call him sir, even though he's no, no longer in the military? Yeah, I was a bit confused about that too, because I, I thought about mostly that it, it's got to be a weird dynamic between Sam and Jacob when they're in on a mission and she says dad and like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but just like, I don't know what, because I don't think he, since he's not in the military anymore, I don't know if he's supposed to be called sir. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he doesn't have, he doesn't technically have a rank. Well, shouldn't he then be Mr. Uh... Carter? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he and Major Davis hangs out all the time and they're super friends. I just Could found be. it strange. Yeah. I also like how, how, how uh, Jacob was the only one to actually follow orders when O'Neill told them to take the, take the sub away from here. Yeah. And Jacob is, is like, well, I don't want to because you and my daughter you guys are in danger, but you're in charge here, so I'm going to follow orders anyway. Mm-hmm. He's clearly been trained in the military. Yeah. And he doesn't, you know, get all crotchety about, well, I'm a general, you should do what I say. Oh, he, he's a pretty reasonable person most of yeah. the time. Yeah. Nice. Uh, anything more that you really liked besides um, mansplaining in air quotes? <laughs> 
I like the the foreshadowing because in the beginning, Major Davis says something about like I highly doubt that a virus can tell the difference between us and the gold. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out that it's actually not a virus, and it can tell the difference. Mm, and yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, and like the little. Um, it wasn't. They didn't do very much with it, but I liked the unintelligible noise that came through the speaker system. Uh, yeah, and that it was like mysterious. Yeah, and you could tell what they were saying. Yeah, and I like that it was like mostly a. a it's a nuisance. It's just uh, uh, something that's annoying. So we need to find it so that we can shut it off and not have to listen to it anymore. But then it turns out to actually be the clue they needed to figure out what was going on. Yeah, it's very nice. Do you think Thor was in there going like, guys, I'm trying to <laughs> you. Do you focus? Probably. I've also found it interesting, though, that if, if it was supposed to be his... Like, his entire consciousness mm-hmm. is in there. Why couldn't he, like, properly speak to them and explain what was going on? Did they explain that, or did I miss that? I mean, parts of the ship were damaged by the gold. Yeah. So maybe something was damaged to make him not be able to do that. But I'm not sure they did explain it. No. Or maybe it's just like, I am now a ship. And this is confusing. How do I speak? <laughs> Maybe. Well, my sister's a ship. We had a complicated childhood. <laughs> yes. Completely other show, but you know. Yeah. Somewhat related. Yeah. <laughs> Sci-fi. Exactly. Yeah. They're in space sometimes. Yeah, like, that's probably all my notes. I don't have any linguistics uh, questions or concerns. Do you have any for our linguistics corner that we made up during this <laughs> one year hiatus <laughs> uh i do actually have one thing that was that i that i really liked uh-huh. about linguistics and culture and stuff yeah because when the when the warning came that hey we the the ship is gonna explode the self-destruct is gonna go off mm-hmm. in seven minutes instead of 10 minutes it wasn't an even number mm-hmm. which to me implies that the gold count time a little bit different. So for them, those approximately seven minutes is a logical round number to say. Nice. Yeah. I did not catch that, but that's, yeah, I like it. Yeah. I don't know if they thought that far, but I thought that far and I liked it, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't much language. Like the only thing you heard from gold when the countdown started again. Mm. And Google just sounds evil, but I think it's the voice, not the language. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's the language, because, I mean, we've heard, well, we haven't heard a lot of, you know, conversation in Gold, but, I mean, there is a distinct difference between hearing, like, Teal'c or, or uh, Braytac or someone speak a couple of words in Gold and hearing a Gould do it. Yeah. So... Yeah, they have they have their whole voice thing going on. So. Yeah. I just realized there's a buzzing noise. I hope that doesn't get caught on the for podcast purposes. But if it does, then it's probably my fault. Yeah. Well, we'll see how the audio turns out. Hopefully, it's going to be fine. And otherwise, we'll just have to figure out some other way to do this. Yes. Like seeing each other face to face. 
Oh my god! No! What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> we do see each other, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, no. No. We do. No we worries. Podcast then. Anyway, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was actually all my notes on this episode. I really like the Jonas parts. I really like Jonas. I, yeah. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I like Jonas. So. <laughs> we did have the thing that we actually mentioned while we were watching. Why did that door open for Jonas? Oh, yeah. And there was water on the other side. That was an inconsistency. That was, yeah. And you said it was because he was smart. I said it was because he was smart. So when he pushes a button, the button understands that it needs to do what he says. Yes. Okay, yes. maybe we should explain this better. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is that when Jonas runs off to save the whole team uh, in the end uh, to do some computer thing at a place, uh, the computer is behind a door that's sealed because the, there's water on the other side. Yeah. And before, they couldn't open those doors because they were sealed because there was water on the other side. Yeah. But when Jonas does it, he can open the door and just swim in. Uh, and do the computer thing, and then swim out again. And Marcus's theory is that it's because he's smart. Yeah. Which I wonder what that says about Sam, because she's also smart, but it didn't do that for her. So... Maybe it's because she wasn't alone, and it felt like Jack being dumb right next to her. So, like... <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like, there's too much stupid here. Yeah. Not open. Yep. <laughs> I absolutely subscribe to this theory, and I see no faults with it. <laughs> yes, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I like the episode in general. Uh, I feel like it was supposed to be a little creepy in the beginning, but I did not find it creepy. Was that an impression you got? That it was supposed to be like a little horror movie, they're on a ship that's abandoned, there's weird noises on the speakers, what's going on? I'm not... I don't think I got the feeling of creepy. No. I got the brief, like, wait, are there replicators in this episode? Oh, no. <laughs> Marcus, is this a replicator season? I think it might be. Oh, no. Woohoo! I mean, I love the replicators. Don't get me wrong. They're they so are amazing. They're my favorite villains. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. That's uh, all that I had to say about that. Yeah, me too. And how do we sign off again? I Is it something? All right. Thank you for this week. And we will see you next week or in a year. Uh, however this goes. Yep. Hopefully this was uh, listenable. That's yes. a word, right? Yep. Okay. See, see you, you on, on the, the other, other side. side. On the, other side. on the other side. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope, we will not. <laughs>